Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I hate being that guy, but but we always get the you know we always get the questions afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So Agolois Asher Sholach Yosef Yaakov saw the wagons that Yo- that Yosef sent to carry him. Wow, did it have a huge effect? The spirit of Yaakov came alive. What an unbelievable thing. These Agolis triggered something. So Chazal tell us, we're familiar with what Chazal say, that when, that when Yaakov saw the Agolis that Yosef sent, he recalled, and he realized that Yosef was hinting to him the sugya that they had been learning before Yosef left his father's house. And when he saw that Yosef HaTzadik was still holding in the sugya, that they learned then, he saw that Yosef was still true to the Messiah that he received from Yaakov Avinu. And what greater chiyos is there, especially because we know that Yaakov Avinu felt like he lost his chiyos when he felt like he lost Yosef. So when he saw that Yosef is still loyal... So the, the Rashi says, and this is what many of us grew up with, that the sugya, what was the sugya? Does anyone know? Egla Rufa. That's what most people, what does Egla Rufa have to do with wagons? Egla? Because it's a similar word. Because an Egla is not a wagon. Right? An Egla is not a wagon. What? It carries yeah, it's true. Yeah, but so the so the das kenemi balei says that the agolos is something else. Take a look at it. The das kenemi balei says eglo agolos. No, he says that it's referring to the sugya of the wagons that the Nesim donated for the Mishkan to carry the Krushim. Those of you that learnt Masech to Shabbos know that they were very specially designed wagons to carry the Krushim. Those wagons were a donation of the prince of each Shevet. The Nesim donated the wagons. And when Yaakov Avinu saw wagons, he realized that they had been learning the sugya of those wagons. I don't know, they're, not, they're less than 10 tvachim tall. I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what, 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 what the sugya was. Maybe we'll talk about that. And when he saw the, 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 the wagons, he remembered the sugya of the agolos of the Nesim. Take a look at the Daskenim. The agolos of the Nesim and Vatechi Ruach Yaakov Avim. So I'd like to share with you what, why... That's such an impressive sugya. Why that was the last sugya that Yaakov and Yosef learned. Why that has anything to do with Klal Yisrael going down to Mitzrayim. And why it has to do with the accomplishment that I think that we could have here in Chutzlaaretz, in the jungles of Chutzlaaretz, that we can't even have Be'eretz HaKodesh. So the Nesim. The Nesim donated the wagons very, very enthusiastically. Do you know why? That's exactly right. Because the Nesim were slow the first time. 
The first time in Parshas Truma, when Rashi, when when Moshe Rabbeinu said to Klal Yisrael, you know, bring bring that each person should donate to the Mishkan. Klal Yisrael donated and donated and donated, and the Nesim said, "We'll see what happens in the end. We'll see what's left." And by the time it came to the end, there was almost nothing left. So when it came the second time around, and it came time to donate something, so the Nesim did not wait. And they jumped on immediately, and they and they donated wagons. They did not wait. They did not wait to, uh, you know, for, you know to let let's see if anyone else gives it. They, none of that. They they jumped right in, and they and they donated the wagons. So, I want to talk a little bit about that, and you'll see why this is so relevant here. The Nesim were lazy, Nima, right? That's what it says. It says that they were lazy. And the Lashon of Rashi is that they were lazy. They were atzlanim. They lost something because of that. They lost something that it's such a unbelievable, catastrophic loss that we don't even begin to understand it. You know what they lost? They lost a yud. That's right. This guy. They lost, they lost the Yud. When, the, when it says that the Nesim, you know what they ended up donating for the Mishkan before the wagons? They donated the stones. The Nesim heviu es avne hashayam v'es avne ha'efa avne hashayam avne miluem lo'efa yvelachayshet. Right? So, so, so the, the Nesim donated the stones and when it says the Nesim heviu it says Nesim without a Yud Nesim usually is with a yud, and and uh, it says Nesim without a yud. So Rashi says, you see from here that they lechaser ois bishmai. We don't even understand what the tragedy is of having a yud missing in their name, but there was a yud missing, tragic. And when the way the Torah records the Nesim is is chaser, as if they're missing something, because they were missing the enthusiasm for the mitzvah and. And they and they and they uh, ended up donating the Avnei Shoyam and Avnei Miluim. In the Sefer Tzidkas Hatzadik, from Reb Tzadik Akayin Me Lublin, he says an just an unbelievable ha'ara. In very short, he says an unbelievable ha'ara. He says, "Do you know where did they get the stones from? Anyone know where? Like they where did they get the stones from?" No, they got the stones. Clouds, Rashi says that clouds. It could be it was in the month. I don't know, but clouds brought them the Avnei Shoyam and Avnei Milon. It came b'derech Nes in the clouds. How does how do Chazal know that dramatic story? Because the word Nesia means clouds. Nesia are clouds. Besides, her meaning princes in Pesukah de Zimra. Nesim are clouds because they, they carry, they float up. So Nesim are clouds. So the, the Pasuk says that Nesim Heviu means that the Nesim, the people called Nesim, brought it, but it means the clouds brought it to the Nesim. So Psalik says, one second, one second, one second. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Are you mean to tell me? That the only people whose donation to the Mishkan came about through an unbelievable nace were the ones who were lazy? Does that make any sense? And we learn it from the same word. 
The same word that means that the Nesim were lazy, Nesim spelled Chaser Yud, is also the word that we learn out clouds from. Does that make any sense? They, they were lazy. Failure. Chisarin. Missing a Yud. Tragedy. Catastrophe. And from that Pasuk, Nisim. Hashgacha. Special, special nace from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Does that make sense? Is that what happens when we're lazy to do mitzvahs? We get a special Hashgacha from Hashem? Says Reb Tzadik, yes. Says Reb Tzadik that when a person has a challenge in their Avaitis Hashem, whatever that struggle or challenge may be, and they work very hard and they feel terrible about it, and they and it holds them back, and they feel like they feel the the pain of that minia of that being held back. They feel it so painfully, so they pour their energy and their tefillahs and their and their and their yearning into that area. That area ends up being much more profoundly holy and special than something that came much easier. So he says, yes, the Nesim had a struggle. Whatever Nima, whatever that laziness is, which is hard to imagine, right? But whatever that laziness is represents some kind of struggle that they had. Whatever that struggle was, it killed them. When they realized there wasn't going to be anything for them to donate. And they were so hurting from it. And they davened, and they did tshuva, and they worked on themselves, and they made a musr seder, and they, 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 they struggled with it to the point that it exploded into it, that they were zeichet to a nace in what they brought. V'hanesiyim heviyu, v'hanesiyim heviyu. And Reb Tzadik goes so far as to say that nesiyim means clouds. He says that's what a cloud is. He says it's a beautiful sunny day. It's amazing, beautiful, right? And then it gets cloudy. Oh, we're all sad, right? we're all down, it's a cloudy day. He says, but that's what brings Chaim La'olam. Not for the cloudy days, we would all die. Right? If not for the cloudy days, it wouldn't rain. And if it wouldn't rain, nothing would grow. And if nothing grows, we wouldn't be able to live. See, he says, sometimes the source of our life is the cloudy day. It's interesting. When the sun gets blocked by clouds... And we would naturally think to ourselves that, uh, you know, you know this, is, this is a tough one. We really should be dancing in the clouds because this is really where our life comes from, when there's Geshem. And this, Rabbi say, is what was going on when Klal Yisrael went down to Mitzrayim. Going down to Mitzrayim was leaving Eretz Yisrael. It was leaving the special Hashgacha of Eretz Yisrael was leaving, leaving the Avira de Eretz Yisrael, Machkim, the unbelievable Segulais of being in Eretz Yisrael. And Klal Yisrael was going down to Mitzrayim, and it, they weren't just going down to go to school. They were going down to Mitzrayim to become Avadim, to be challenged like no one's ever been challenged before, to be threatened by the most Tomei country in the world. And, and, and they were almost driven to destruction, as we know. And Klal Yisrael had a, had a fight ahead of them. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Yaakov Avinu to know that the nation that comes out of Mitzrayim is going to be more powerful and more capable of serving Hashem than the nation that went down to Mitzrayim. And that's in the Nevuah, by the way. If you look in the Nevuah, 
when, when, ya- when Yaakov is on his way down to Mitzrayim, the Rabbani Shalom appears to him, and the Rabbani Shalom says, Anoichi, unbelievable words, Anoichi, Eireid, Imcha, Mitzrayim, I will go down with you to Mitzrayim, Hashem says, the Anoichi, Aalcha, and I will bring you back up, Gam Oloi, also up. What does that mean? Anoichi, Aalcha, I'll bring you up. Take a look at the Svarno on that Pasuk. The Svarno says, I will take you up to greater heights than you were on before. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's the goal. You're going down into Gullus. It's not just, okay, this is a downtime. You're going down to Gullus to build your muscles, to struggle with growth, to, to become a, a nation, and to be able... Alcha, I'm going to bring you up. That would be back to where we started. Gam Allah, even much higher. That's the result of going down to Mitzrayim. So now, is that not amazing? Now Yaakov Avinu is standing there and he's contemplating taking 70 souls down to Mitzrayim of all places. Down to Mitzrayim. They, they like, Mitzrayim is like the opposite of Eretz Yisrael. And he's looking for a sign that it's going to be an ultimate aliyah. So what happens, Nima? He, 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 Yosef HaTzadik sends him the result of the steiging of the Nesim. What was the result of the steiging of the Nesim? That the next time the Nisayan came, the next time it was time to donate, before Klal Yisrael had a chance to think about it, the Nesim had already donated wagons. That's the parsha of the Nesim. That's the Gam Oloi. They weren't medium when it came to giving the Nesim. No, they were first. They were the highest. They were the greatest. They went from being the most challenged to being the greatest. Is that not incredible? That's what happened when they went down to Mitzrayim and that was the Simon. So that, that's what I want to share with you. And I'm not saying this for any kind of Hanifa at all. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm just sharing with you what I feel like when I walk around this building that guys go to Eretz Yisrael. Some of you are recently back from Eretz Yisrael. Some of you have been back already for a few years. But guys go to Eretz Yisrael and when you're in Eretz Yisrael it feels at least at times, especially after you're there for a little while, it feels like the sky is the limit and you could feel the growth. And there's nothing. It's you and Hashem and His Torah. That's all it is. It's unbelievable. And then you come back to America, and it's you, and Hashem, and His Torah, and biology, and math, and psychology, and, and, and home, and family, and, and, and America, and technology, and all the other stuff that follows us around when we're, sitting, when we're sitting here. And then, guys like you struggle to come to Shachros, Mincha, and Mayrif, to first Seder, to night Seder, and many of you to second Seder to come to a Mishmar on Thursday night, to, to come to Seder and to share on Sunday, to come, to come on Shabbos, to, to, to have Sdorim, to be Mavr Sedra, to learn Halacha, to, 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 to learn Machshava or Chassidus or whatever will keep your engines going. The, you are the Nesim. You're the Nesim. And that is an accomplishment that you couldn't possibly have in Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael. But it's coming to a place where there's going to be a challenge, where it's not going to be natural and it's not going to be easy. 
especially this time of the Zman. I didn't go through this. I didn't do school after high school. And I, 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 I just, I'm, I watch guys coming into Sheer and learning and trying it. Even the text messages that I get from guys that didn't make it to Sheer is incredible, trying to keep in touch with the Rebbe and trying to make it work and trying to continue to stay on the path of growth and Avoida, that is building muscles in Avoida Sashem that you could not possibly have built had you stayed for a third year or a fourth year or a fifth year in Eretz Yisrael because you would not have been challenged in the same way. And the growth in Avoida that you have from this is going gonna, is gonna to catapult you. And when you get married, and when you're sitting down, and you, you're being mafarnes a family, and your baby's waking you up in the middle of the night, and your wife needs you to do some shopping, and all of that, and you still feel the push that you have to do your learning, and you have to do your davening, and, and you have to stay connected to chaveirim and to rabbeim, when that's going on, you'll know that you learned those skills from being challenged and lifting those weights anyway. And I think that it's very important, very, very, very important, as important as you might think it is to end this part of the Zman and to think about what you could do better the next Zman, it's much more important that you end this Zman and you acknowledge to yourself the growth of this Zman. And you acknowledge... The, the, the push and the rutzen and the days that you were here and the days that you were here tired and the days that you were here not feeling well and the days that you were here and it was cold or rainy, the days that you were here that you, that you, that you were like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, and then, and then you pushed yourself. All of that, all of that should go into the cheshben and it should be, even though I, I know, like ending the zman on finals, I wish we could do something about that, you know? I wish we could have like another two days of yeshiva. And then a break, you know, just like normal. And then, you know, it's just not the way the Seder goes. But you should please think back from the beginning of the Zman until now. Think back to the Tfilos, the Sdarim, the Chavrusos, the Friends, the Rabbeim, the Shiurim, the Shmuzin, the Kiddushes. Think back to each part of it that you were able to participate in and be makir toiv to yourself. And tell yourself, good job, because that's an important, important piece of the growth of the Al-Chagam Oloi that you had here that you couldn't have anywhere else. I hope that Mashiach comes very, very soon and that we all go back to Eretz Yisrael and that we learn Torah for the rest of our lives. And it'll be like, could you just, could you imagine... You know, we'll have a we'll have major second seder chavrusa tumul here because we have to start a whole new second seder. It'll be it'll be amazing, amazing. And every single guy that went through what this yeshiva asks you to do over a zman, every single guy will be a more powerful talmud chacham because of it, because you built yourself in that way. So Mirz Hashem, it should be a zchus for for all of you. You should be matzliach. With your finals, this is not an end of the zman thing. The zman still continues for a little while, but this is just—we've uh, done a lot of mishmars together, and we're heading into finals. So I wanted to—I wanted to mention it, and you should—you should have hatzlacha, and you should have an amazing break. Keep in touch. Do me a favor. Keep—you—you you will not regret it. Keep in touch with your rabbeim over the break. Send—send send, some rabbeim are very annoying, and they still give shear during the break. 
You ever heard of such a thing? Um, but but um, but keep in touch. Send your Rebbe a send your Rebbe a text. Send him a Gachavis text. Show up at his house. Send him flowers. I don't care how. But but keep in touch. Keep in touch with your Rebbe. No. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.